Welcome to MTB Cast. My name is Joe Polk. Today is Friday, June 17th, 2022. You're listening to our coverage of the Tour Divide 2022. And this is a true up of days six through eight. Hope you're having a great start to your weekend. If you're off work, maybe on the maybe on the West Coast, you're just getting off work. But uh, yeah, hopefully you got some good plans. Going to be following the dots on trackleaders.com and all the different uh, groups on Facebook and bikepacking.net. And of course, MTV Cast, as we get calls, we post them. We true them up here. We, we kind of wait till we have a little handful of them before we do. So that's why we wait every couple of days or so before we do this. But we have three calls for, for you for this evening just to get you up to speed a little bit on some of the things that have been going on. Um, many of you have been concerned about all the racers that were pulled off the course. I think a total of 10 uh, due to all the snow and cold rain and so forth in the uh, lower uh, Canadian Rockies and upper Rockies above Whitefish. Uh, I don't know if any of you caught uh, Mike Enfield's little write-up on Facebook um, about uh, his experience. Now, Mike's got a good bit of experience, and as he's noted, you know, he's carried GPS trackers for a long time. He's never had to hit one, but uh, he thought he was pretty well hydrated as they were trying to uh, make their way down towards Galton Pass and... Uh, they were actually thought they might be doing a different route for a few minutes and try to get around Galton Pass, uh, but then decided to stay on course. And, uh, yeah, he said he went and crossed a stream. It was about knee-deep or so. And uh, he had been able to stay warm and get warm after doing some stream crossings. But after that last one, he just couldn't shake the cold and uh, got concerned and felt like maybe I should go ahead and press SOS. It's a good thing he did because, according to uh, his report, we got to the hospital. His kidneys were not functioning well, and uh, he was kind of in the early stages of getting. He was in hyperthermia, getting into those early stages where things start to shut down. And so we wish him the best. I think he's he's slowly starting to turn around now. But uh, he said, "Yeah, it can happen." He thought he was doing everything right. He thought he was more hydrated than what he was. He downed about sixty-four ounces of fluids, I think, at one point. Uh, you know, he thought he was doing everything right, but uh, found out that he was still severely dehydrated. And, of course, that just brought the onset with the cold, brought on the hyperthermia. So it can happen really fast. Looking out on track leaders, most everyone has already made their way down uh, down the route from that area. That doesn't necessarily mean they're out of the woods because there can still be rain, can still be cold weather. You get over places like Togwati and you get down into the Colorado Rockies even. Uh, even this late in, in June, we've seen, uh, you know, Marshall Pass and places like that still have snow. I've gotten some reports in some of the, um, I can't remember if it was some of the camping, overlanding, or backpacking uh, threads that I follow uh, outside the race, reports of Steamboat just the other day having snow. So they're not out of the woods as far as cold weather and snow is concerned. And all it takes is even some rain if the temperatures are low enough and you can get in trouble really fast. But uh, before you know it, they'll be making their way. As And even in Colorado, they get down into lower elevations. Obviously, obviously it's going to be warmer, but uh, they really are not going to get a, a probably a big relief from, from the heat until they get down, until they get further into the month and get a little bit further south. But uh, we'll just have to watch and see. And hopefully, hopefully all of the hypothermic issues are are gone and behind for these racers looking out on 
track leaders, as I said, we can see that uh, Sofian is closing in on the Colorado state line. He is below Wamsetter, so uh, he'll be crossing into Colorado here shortly. So we uh, showered a lot is back in front of the Tetons, making her way around Lake Jackson. And our northbounder, Nat Cobb, is in Salida. For our three calls for tonight, we heard from Nat Cobb a couple of days ago. He was in Chama, or Chama, depending on your proclivity. Uh, I really thought he was already going to have crossed into Colorado by that time because he was really close, but uh, he gave us a call in from there. Then we heard... Uh, the next day, uh, which was uh, yesterday, we heard from Randy Neal. He was up at Echo Lake. And then just this evening, we heard from Ethan Washam. He was in uh, Horse Prairie. So that's your true-ups for tonight. As I said, uh, keep following mtvcast.com, track leaders for the Blue Dots, and your favorite Facebook thread on the Tour Divide. And, of course, bikepacking.net. Bikepacking.net's Tour Divide uh, discussion forum. That tends to be where a lot of the past racers, right, that's that's where a lot of those guys kind of congregate. So they can give you some really interesting insights into what these guys are going through and uh, where they add on the, they're at on the course and, and how things were for them at that point. So don't forget to follow there. Without further ado, let's true up your calls for days 6, 7, and 8 of the Tour Divide 2022. Hey, it's Ned Cobb, northbound in Chama tonight. Um, so we're... I left, I made a little call in from Grant's. I was actually thinking about taking a hotel there and recovering a little bit and because it was so hot and dry and I'd gotten a little dehydrated. But then the wind was blowing so hard from the south. And I said, you cannot let this train go by. And so about 1.30, I got out on the, on the route um, west of Mount Taylor. It doesn't go over Mount Taylor because of the forest closure, but it goes through these badlands, which are gorgeous, um, especially when you have a 25-mile-an-hour wind pushing you along. And, and I just rode that wave. I drank six liters of water that afternoon and just kept riding and uh, rolled into Grand, uh, to Cuba about 11 p.m. Um, and threw my bag down behind the Juicy Jitters coffee shop. Good place, by the way. So a little funny little story. I was um, uh, riding along as close to sunset, and this big pickup truck sort of roars by, a little close, you know. And I thought the usual thoughts that you think when somebody comes a little too close. And and, and then he goes 100 yards up the road, and he stops in it. The guy gets out, and I go, oh, shit, now, nobody's around. <laughs> what am I going to do? And he got something out of the back of the truck, put it down the road, and drove off. And uh, when I got up to it, it was a water bottle that was completely frozen, uh, and that was just heaven. It, I put it on the back of my neck for the next hour as it slowly melted. And, oh, so never judge a book by the cover, right? That So that day... I um, made 170 miles, which is enormous for me, and uh, and I paid for it today. Uh, my legs were dead, and I just got a nice hotel here in Chama, and we'll be moving on to Colorado tomorrow morning. Everybody have a good ride, and be safe. Bye. Hey, MTB Cast, Randy Neal here, calling everybody here uh, that's uh, following the race. 
from Echo Lake Cafe. I'm on the southern end of the valley, of the Swan Valley, and um, getting ready to I head over to Ferndale, quick uh, resupplies, and then up over Crane Mountain is my plan, and then through the large forest uh, um, of Woodward Point, Bug um, Creek, Fatty Creek, and uh, Peck Lake, I think it's probably in my mind, I think is yeah, Craft Creek. So my plan is to uh, play wild camp in Craft Creek because I love it there, and the weather is absolutely perfect for divide riding today. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, yeah, I just uh, saw about five people come in behind me. They were in a hurry and didn't wait. They took coffee and water and zipped out of here. So they're going to try to make the Holland Lake, and that's okay, but not for me. Um Last night, I had a really cool uh, experience. Uh, I was getting late to Columbia Falls, and um, there's no places to camp, or it's like $300. And so Airbnb uh, search put me on Kelly Road at a multiple yurt uh, facility. And I had Akita's yurt and bathroom facilities and uh, a light inside, and it was incredible and i was able to sleep really well and it only cost me 45 dollars and that's pretty good for this part of the country around glacier but um enjoyed it glad we're not having the kind of stuff we had a few days ago and um pretty happy so um sending out best wishes to all the riders that, that got through the very difficult parts and i hope that we didn't really screw up the race uh for uh, British Columbia folks in uh, Fernie that really reached out. They did a lot of hard work to uh, extract people that got caught up in the surprise storm there. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, yeah, I'll call again soon. And everyone have a very safe journey. Bye now. Hey, race fans. Ethan calling in from the Tour Divide here. Uh, currently at Horse Prairie, just stocked up on a little bit of snacks and some juice. The pump is out, but Amy is here, service and cyclists nonetheless. So definitely stop on if you're in between uh, Wise River and Lima. And uh, yeah, keep, keep the momentum going, racers. Take it easy. This, like all MTB Cast audio, is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license.